At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like my Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a silver linings edition. Hornets falling 113-91 to to the Atlanta Hawks, snapping their three-game win streak. Hornets still have won seven of their last nine overall Generally good play, but a really rough shooting day against the Hawks. We'll break down the game, give you our silver linings. Also, despite a bad day on the court, it was a good day in terms of things coming from the Hornets front office. The second annual Innovation Summit was launched officially or put out there yesterday at the game. We're going to talk to Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility for Hornets Sports and Entertainment, Betsy Mack, about year two of the Innovation Summit. Last but not least, last couple of games. Games. Some of the young guys have started to get into the game, even some meaningful minutes, and they've been getting some run with the G League affiliate in Greensboro. We'll talk about that as well. With our main guest today, a 10-year NBA veteran and the current Hornets Director of Player Programs, Matt Carroll, back with us again here on the HHC. Matt, this one was ugly. 113-91. to Charlotte tried hard as they could through dunks, through attacking the rim, uh, and through, at times, decent defense to make some inroads. But at the end of the night, they ended up going four for 36 from three and that was prettying things up because they were 0 for 19 to start the game what did you see that went wrong for the Hornets I think it was just that Sam they just couldn't get shots to fall and you know the Hornets being one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA one of the best offensive teams in the NBA they just had a night where it looked like there was a lid on the basket at least in that first half 
and they just couldn't. The threes weren't going in. And every once in a while, you have a game like that. And unfortunately, tonight against the Hawks, the Hornets just could not buy a bucket. Ends up being a season low for the team for points, 91. Made threes. The previous low was nine. They went to four. The previous low for three-point percentage was 22.2, which equates to roughly two for every nine. Hornets were four for 36, which is one for every nine. So it wasn't even close. It was the worst shooting day of the season. Before we get to our silver linings of players, is there a silver lining in just that you can flush this game? It's so unreal for any modern NBA team to go four for 36 from deep that you just say this just wasn't our night clearly and move on to the next one. Yeah, I think that's exactly what you have to do, Sam. I mean, as a shooter, you know, you're trained to have a short memory. You know, if you miss shots, you're always thinking the next one's going in. So this is a game where I don't think watching the film is going to, you know, tell you anything that you don't already know. They had good looks. They just did not go in. So Short memory, forget about it, move on, and get ready for the game in Toronto. After the game, head coach James Borrego had this to say about what went wrong for the Hornets' three-point shooting against the Hawks. I wish I could tell you. I don't know. I mean, same same shooter, same gym, same shoot-around, same rhythm. Day off yesterday, you know, so I believe in this group shooting the ball, and we just got to bounce back. Hornets falling 113 to 91. Again, just a rotten shooting day. And credit to the Hawks. Trey Young, he, he had 30 points. He matched a career high with eight made threes in this one. I will say this I don't think the Hornets are going to lack for any confidence against Atlanta moving forward, even though the Hawks have now won two out of three. Just the way that the, the Hawks play offensively, I think this is an opponent that's ripe for the Hornets taking because Trey Young had to be really dialed in from distance in order to score. Charlotte kept him from getting the line for the most part. They held him to one for five shooting inside the three-point arc. Some of the threes he's taking are crazy 30-footers contested where he's dribbling the ball down you know, 20 seconds out of a 24-second shot clock and then heaving it up. I don't think the Hornets are going to look back at this game and say, well, we should have difficulties if and when we see Trey Young in the playoffs. Not that he's not a great player capable of winning it on his own, but he basically has to, or the Hornets have to go four for 36 from three for the Hornets to, to really be out of a game like this no I'd have to agree with that and listen Trey Young is a fantastic player had a good night was making shots but you know as you mentioned Sam he's taken 30 you know shots that are 30 feet outside and those are shots that maybe you just take your hat off and say hey good shot we'll live with that you know but he made some tonight uh shot it well I thought like you said they didn't put him on the foul line all night which is good but he's interesting you watch him in the way he dribbles the ball around for an entire shot clock and takes a a 29 foot jump shot it's just kind of you don't see that happening a lot but he is a really good player let's go to silver linings you're the guest Matt you go first. Well, I think the first thing that I really noticed was the young guys, you know, our rookies getting a chance to play. And I like to focus on James Booknight. You know, Booknight, these young players are, are spending time in Greensboro. They're bouncing back and forth. They got busy schedules, you know, traveling all around from the Hornets to Greensboro, back and forth, practice the games. And, you know, when they get an opportunity in, in a Hornets game, uh, that's a big deal. And I thought he did a good job taking advantage of his opportunity. He played hard. He was into the game and had some flashes and some really good moments for him. Anyone else you'd like to single out as your uh, silver lining for this 113-91 loss to Atlanta? Yeah, I think the second one I'd say is P.J. Washington. You know, P.J., when he is making his shots, you know, he is really effective, you know, and he's had some good good games as of late. 
when he starts making his three ball, it opens up everything for the rest of the team. But for him in general, I think his defense, his rebounding, everything picks up when that three ball is falling for him. So I thought P.J. had a solid game also. I'm with you. He's the one who finally unlocked the three-point code after the team started 0 for 19. He knocked one down. He and Cody Martin, incidentally, 3 of 5 from deep. So it's the rest of the guys that went 1 for 31, I guess. But P.J. Washington is having a nice year. I think I see a lot of similarities in his numbers to what we saw from Miles Bridges last season. Miles went to the bench with the addition of Gordon Hayward, had a really good year in terms of his shooting percentages, but an even or down year in terms of all the other numbers, scoring points per game, those types of things. But we saw the building blocks for a big year four here for the Hornets, and he's having it right now. I think there's a lot of similarities with P.J. Washington, and we don't know what the roster is going to look like down the line, but I think there is a lot to look at P.J. Washington's game this year and say he is laying the foundation to have the kind of jump for his next season that Miles Bridges has had coming into this one. My silver linings for this one, it's a guy I'm just mentioning, Miles Bridges. Didn't shoot the ball well from three, but no one did. Uh, He was 0 for 4 from distance. Still found a way to execute at the iron. He goes 8 for 9 from inside the three-point arc. Got to 19 points. One off the 20-point run. Uh, Would have been his sixth consecutive game with 20 or more, but most importantly for me, takes kind of a leadership role in an ugly game. He goes to the podium and he makes this guarantee for the remainder of the season. I promise you we will not go 11% again. Uh, never happened again, but I don't make no excuse for our defense. He was getting layups, he was getting threes, whatever they wanted. Trey did a good job of getting his teammates involved, and he was on fire tonight, but I promise you we won't go 11% again. Matt, I, I like the attitude there. He's coming up, he's saying, look, this is an outlier, it's not going to happen again, but also some accountability there that, that regardless of whether or not they shot the ball well from three, and they didn't, he still felt they had a chance to win the game if they played better defense. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think Miles obviously having such a, a good personal individual year but you know he, he's showing leadership you know he, he's speaking up he's taking some accountability here recognize the defense you know could be better but I think as far as shooting he knows this team can really shoot the basketball so I, I like the confidence that he's talking with Hornets fall 113 to 91 to the Atlanta Hawks team is now 26 and 21 still have won seven of their last nine games and now they'll go on a two-game road trip a back-to-back at Toronto tomorrow and then at Indiana not an easy grouping of games certainly not when you have them back-to-back but uh, Hornets will look for a bounce-back performance after this one against the Atlanta Hawks we'll press pause here on Matt Carroll, Director of Player Programs and 10-Year NBA Veteran. Coming up next, Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility, Betsy Mack, is going to join us talking about the 2022 Innovation Summit. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. More Hornets talk to come here on the Hornets Hivecast, but right now I want to talk about something very special to all of us here at HSE Hornet Sports and Entertainment, and that is the announcement just within hours of right now as we record this podcast uh, that we are now accepting applications for the second Hornets Innovation Summit, an initiative launched last year in conjunction with the social justice platform to support economic mobility in Charlotte. Also happy to announce that Bank of America has become the presenting 
partner of the program. So here to help us with all of the details, we have Betsy Mack, Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility for the Charlotte Hornets, back with us again here on the HHC. Betsy, welcome back. Tell us about what's going on with the Innovation Summit. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So as you said, the Hornets Innovation Summit, presented by Bank of America, officially launched and opened yesterday. So what that really entails is anyone who is a minority entrepreneur or minority-owned business, please apply. This is basically a local shark tank for minority-owned entrepreneurs to help expand social capital, financial capital, and really empower our minority-owned businesses that really make up the fabric of our community. Last year, the inaugural year of the Hornets Innovation Summit, you received nearly 150 applications over 50,000 or roughly 50,000 total fan votes. And in the end, a South Carolina-based entrepreneur named Brandy Long, who was just fantastic. I got to meet her a couple yeah, of times yeah. over the course of the, the process. She was the winner for her venture, her product known as the Jurist, which is short for jacket purse, kind of a combo, a quick transition from one to Absolutely. the other. In, I heard from you guys in the week following the announcement that she was the winner, she got an 88% increase in sales and an increase of more than 150 thousand percent in website visits. Right. So, Betsy, there was clearly an impact for her as the winner and as well for many of the other finalists who got the chance to go through the process. So, big success year one. Thank what you. overall and specifically are you looking to change and maybe uh, enhance even more here in year two? We just are really excited to grow the opportunity and experience to continue to expand on the number of applicants we receive because not only do does our winner, they receive $15,000 towards their endeavors, but every single application that is received, the individual will have a year-long complimentary access to the Lonely Entrepreneur resources, which really helps to provide networking opportunities, business resources to help continue to have their businesses thrive and succeed. And so from there, we we just want to see as many people as possible apply. We want to really connect within this program and see how we can continue to grow and expand our minority-owned businesses and continue to support our entrepreneurs here. What's some more of the feedback you got from people other than Brandy who won the whole thing for their involvement, as well as some of the judges and other people who were involved and got to meet some of these up-and-coming entrepreneurs here in Charlotte? Yeah, so last year was challenging, I'll admit, because it was still 100% virtual. So while we were able to make connections and we were able to host uh, virtual events, we weren't able to be in person or to really connect people one-on-one. So we heard a lot of great feedback that they made connections, that they saw increases on their own websites and their own businesses. But what we look forward to this upcoming year is hosting events at the arena to really connect and be very intentional about the social capital aspect, because as we know, know it's where those types of networking and conversations and really forming those relationships help individuals to succeed and thrive in their business when they get to meet other business leaders and sit down and have a face-to-face conversation. So we're looking at bringing that together with Bank of America, of course, as well as having the event in person as well. And we're excited to have our panelists present live to our judges, unlike last year, and continue to get that, that opportunity to grow the summit overall. 
It was a great time. I know we all had to adapt as with everything else right. over the last two years uh, due to COVID-19, but uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, that content still lives online. So you can go out there, take a look and see uh, what it was like for our initial entrepreneurs or our initial run of entrepreneurs uh, going through the Innovation Summit, including last year's winner, Brandy Long, for her product known as The Jerse. Applications are available right now at hornets.com slash innovation summit. They'll close on February 10th, at which point applicants who are selected to move on to round two get to have their one-minute pitch posted on Hornets.com and on social media outlets for fan voting. That's when you really got to go out there and get your people voting yep. early and often and and paying attention to Hornets.com for all the details there. And then finally, four finalists will be selected to present live to a panel of experts in March. Did I get it all? That, that seems like you got it all. I would say the only thing left is if you're an entrepreneur or know an entrepreneur, please apply. If you're not, but you're interested, please follow along and support our local businesses. Like I said, our minority-owned businesses really make up the fabric of our city and is what makes Charlotte so great to live, work, and play. It is going to be a very exciting couple of months, especially for you running the whole show. Betsy Mack, Senior Director of Corporate Social Responsibility here at Hornet Sports and Entertainment. Thanks so much for joining us and for all the details on year two of the Innovation Summit. Thanks so much. And we'll be back with more Hornets talk after this on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Our thanks again to Betsy Mack for joining us here on the HHC and giving us all the details on the 2022 Innovation Summit. Definitely encourage you to go to Hornets.com, get all the further information you need, and encourage any local entrepreneurs to clock in, make their voices heard, make their pitch, and hopefully be a part of the Innovation Summit here in 2022. Welcoming back Matt Carroll, 10-year NBA veteran and director of player programs here with the Hornets. Matt, you started to talk about it in our first segment. I want to talk about it a little bit more, and that is some of the young guys getting opportunities here with the Hornets. Charlotte had two games Friday to Sunday, but some of these young guys ended up with three. James Booknight, the leader of that group, he had four points on two-for-two shooting against Oklahoma City on Friday, then drives with Kyle Jones and some of his buddies to Greensboro plays in a 118 to 109 loss to Delaware, but posted a double double 26 points, 11 boards, and seven assists for good measure. And then Sunday played in some meaningful minutes against the Hawks nine points on three of eight shooting, three for four inside the three point line, and he was even three for three from the charity stripe. What do you think of the schedule and the workload and the accomplishments on the floor of James Booknight and the other youngsters for the Hornets? You know, I think we talk about silver linings, and you know, when the young guys get a chance to play, you know, in an NBA game, it's, it's always a, a great experience for them, no matter how you look at it. I mean, they're getting opportunity, they're getting experience on the big stage with the bright lights. But when you think about how hard these guys are working, I mean, that, that's what I'm impressed with. You know, you think about now with the team in Greensboro, with the Swarm, they, they can hustle down there, they can have a practice with the, the Hornets, they can hustle down in the afternoon, play a game at night for the Greensboro Swarm, come back to, to Charlotte, go to shoot around and get their workouts in with the Hornets and play a game with the Hornets that night. So tell you what, these guys are working and it is a lot of time, a lot of effort, but you know, that's what it takes to get there. You know, they're, they're putting the time in, they're putting the work in and it will pay off as it always does. 
but these guys are they're grinding you know they're hustling back and forth from greensboro to charlotte and you know they go down to greensboro they're playing tons of minutes and they're getting good opportunity they're putting up big numbers and they come to charlotte they might get in the game for a few minutes but either way they're putting the time in in all of them you look at kai jones numbers when he was in greensboro jt thor you know has had some big moments and obviously we talked about book night but even vernon Carey jr and nick richards you know nick's had probably a great opportunity with the hornets throughout most of the season probably the most consistent minutes of all the young guys and uh, has really done a good job Matt, what's more meaningful to a young player? And you spent 10 years in the NBA, so you would know this better than most. What's more meaningful to a young player? A double-double in the G League like Book Knight posted 26 points and 11 rebounds or an individual highlight like this that Book Knight had last night against the Hawks? 5.09 left in the first half. Book Knight, the blow-by move. He'll rise and throw down a two-handed dunk. James Book Knight had four points the other day in the win against Oklahoma City coming off the bench. I know there's nothing better than than doing it at the highest level of the game, but in terms of his development, his confidence, what means more, the big double-double in the G League or a couple of bright spots in an otherwise down game for his team in the NBA? Well, I definitely got to go with the highlight dunk. You know, since I only had a couple dunks in my whole 10-year career, I'm, I'm saying the dunk for sure is much more exciting and a bigger deal. <laughs> but, no, I, I, you know, I think, like, there's nothing like doing it in an NBA game, even if it's short spurts and taking advantage of those couple minutes or maybe you have a big moment or big play like that that you can really hold your hat on. But, you know, when you go down to Greensboro and you get to play, you know, quality minutes and you put up, you know, 20-plus points and you got a double-double and you're getting assists and rebounds, there's nothing like that feeling when they get game is over you're sitting in your locker room about to get your shower and you can feel really good about your body of work and what you did for that game so I think they both are important they both have things to feel good about but I'd say probably the dunk for me because like I said I didn't have very many of those <laughs> I think it's fair I didn't have any either so there, there you go Matt I think fans and pundits they think they've got a good grasp on what a long-term investment is when you when you draft a player like say a Kai Jones who's such a raw talent and you think oh this person's going to be good you know uh, maybe you're looking at a couple years down the line or second round picks they're developmental pieces we think we understand that we hear you know the the experts talk about it on draft night fans chirp about oh this guy's going to be great in a, in a couple years here and then as soon as they're signed they want immediate returns or they're done with them we're seeing right now with this Hornets roster a lot of guys Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniels, even last year with Devontae Graham, players that had time and resources invested in them early, primarily in the G League, but also at the NBA level as well. And now they're paying dividends off as their rookie contracts come to a close and giving the Hornets options. They can either make a deal as they did with Devontae Graham and net a first round pick, or they can go in another direction and perhaps sign some of these players beyond their rookie deals. When you look at the current crop of rookies, all of them have appeared in the G League. Most of their work is going under the radar from the NBA level. What are are you seeing from them and what do you think the timeline is for them to be meaningful contributors the way that Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels are here in their third NBA seasons? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. You know, I think all of them are a little different. You know, I think we could start with, you know, James Booknight. I mean, he's the most game ready, he's the most experienced. He's played, you know, more games in college, obviously, than JT and Kai Jones. So he's most ready and skill wise, he's much more advanced skill wise also. So when he gets in a game, you know, he is a scorer. You know, he can get the ball. He can get to the rim. He's super athletic. He can make shots. He's just a scorer. I think that's what the Hornets really like about him. When you talk about a guy like JT Thor, I mean, he's just doesn't have a lot of experience, but he has 
tons of potential. The ability is there. And I think now it's trying to figure out, like, what is his position on the court? You know, he, he's long, he's athletic, he can guard multiple positions. But, you know, offensively, what can he do? You know, when I watch him and, you know, pick up and practice, you know, he'll make threes, he'll get to the rim, he'll finish. Uh, I think he really needs to focus on probably some perimeter skills as far as, you know, ball handling and passing. And this day in the NBA, you know, five guys on the floor, they want everybody to be able to handle the ball, make plays for other people and make threes. So that's something JT's, you know, working working hard on now. Then Kai Jones is just raw. You know, Kai Jones is, is, is an incredible athlete. You'll watch him practice and he'll make some plays that you just scratch your head and say, did he really just do that? You know, jumping over guys and amazing dunks, but just shows you flashes like when his skills finally come together. And it's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, you know, dribbling, shooting, passing, and just getting the rhythm and flow of the game and understanding defensive coverage itself. A lot to learn, and both those guys are putting the time in and doing it, but it's not going to happen overnight. But I think the long-term investment, you know, the potential and the ability is there. It's a matter of how long does it take, hopefully sooner than later. The part that could happen overnight is their impact on Greensboro. And for those fans who want to take a little drive out there, it's, I promise you the show is worth the trip. The team is going to be on the road. The Greensboro Swarm will be for a solid week, four games away from Greensboro Coliseum Fieldhouse. But they are going to be back on Friday, February 4th. They'll host the Wisconsin Herd. And then two of their next three games at that point will be at home. Definitely encourage you to check them out greensboro.gleague.nba.com for all the details there go on out see the future of the hornets it's the present now for the swarm and uh, it's good to see guys like james booknight getting some highlights getting some run here with the big club as well always good to talk to matt carroll director of player programs and a 10-year nba veteran i'm sorry it's a silver linings edition but great to talk to you again matt look forward to doing it again here on the hhc Always fun. Thanks, Sam. Talk soon. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, tomorrow we will have our preview podcast. Myself and my producer from the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo, will be here to set you up for Hornets versus Raptors. Hornets looking for a big bounce back after their 113-91 loss to the Atlanta Hawks. Till then, for our guest today, Matt Carroll, our producer here on the HHC, Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.